Welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello, friend. I'm Marcy Farrell from ThankfulHomemaker.com. And I just wanted to pop in for a few minutes of your day to chat about our current situation and share a little bit what's been going on in our home during this unusual season we are all finding ourselves in. And really my main reason for popping in is to just to encourage one another. I'm just getting back from the grocery store as I kind of sat down to put a few thoughts together and This has sort of been on my mind the past couple days, and I really just haven't taken the time to sit and put um, thoughts together, but I did want to share. So that's why I'm coming to you on an odd day. This isn't my normal podcast time, sort of a special episode, but um, I just got home from my little grocery store, which I'm finding is a great place to go in this season. It seems to be a little better stocked for me here than the Walmarts and the Myers of my neighborhood. So it's a place I can find what I need. And I was just thinking, I shared on my Instagram post the other day about a phone call that I had with a friend. And she was telling me about her experience at Aldi. And it was at a time when the, what I call the hoarding kind of panic was just starting. When she got to Aldi, my friend was just planning on doing her normal shopping. But she saw that shelves were empty and the realization set in that, hey, maybe I should think a bit more about the the longer food needs for my family, you know, just down the road. And I'm going to be honest, as I was talking, as she was talking and saying this, I really, before that, hadn't even thought about grocery stores running out of items or long lines or, or thinking ahead. I wasn't even thinking that way. I live in Wisconsin, so we don't deal with things here like hurricanes or we don't have a lot of natural disasters. We have tornadoes, but they're pretty rare and far and few. I mean, the most I'm dealing with is our powers out for a day after a bad storm. And even in the winter here when we have big snow or cold temps, I mean, we're out at the store the next day. We, we don't, at least in my particular area, we don't have a, a lot of this extra preparing to do. So let me get back to this Aldi story. So I didn't get to the store that day that I talked to my friend, but I did, I was thinking about that. Like, so I ended up going out the next day. I picked up some basic pantry necessities, no hoarding. And honestly, the at my little grocer again, um, everyone at my store was calm and I didn't notice any carts that looked extreme by any means. It was just a very enjoyable experience. The store was much busier than normal, but it wasn't chaos by any means. So when I went that day, it was really just enough to last for a week or more. And with other things going on in the news, I since then sat down and really took an inventory of my fridge and my freezer and my pantry and just wrote down everything we have, kind of cleaned it out, put dates down, just what I need to use things by. So I really sat and planned well what foods would be good to have on hand long term in case we get sick here because I've thought about that. That's the part that I'm, I really do need to prepare and plan ahead for. I know people could drop off food for me, but I can also be prepared a little bit. So I um, 
I did utilize online some resources to just help give me ideas on what are some things I should be having on hand. And in the end, though, I'm really only buying items that we're going to actually eat. I mean, I've seen these people buying, I don't know, like, let me give an example. So I probably wouldn't be eating canned spinach necessarily. So I'm not going to buy canned spinach. That would be kind of silly. But I will eat black beans and we will eat rice and things like that that I can keep on hand or salsa or spaghetti sauce or pasta. Those are things that I can have on hand that will last long and we can eat if we get kind of quarantined. Um, That's really the big one. And I do want to think of other people's safety. So again, this I'm, I'm rambling here before I'm getting to my points, but I just want you to get a little backstory of, you know, I, I deal with some anxiety at times and I'm constantly praying and asking the Lord to help me to distrust in him and know that all will be good. Doesn't mean I don't have to think or plan, Those are good things to do, but in the midst of that, I don't have to worry. And I'm always reminding myself that worry is a sin. I don't need to worry. God is going to take care of these things, but I also need to do my part and think ahead through it. And honestly, ladies, as I'm saying this, it's pretty easy for my home. It is just my husband and I now. My adult children are grown, and they seem to be doing really good with this and planning and preparing their needs. And um, we also have my husband's dad close by here who we like to check in on, and he's still doing great. He's in good health, and none of us have been been affected um, by the virus at this time. And honestly, I don't even know anyone personally as I'm recording this today, and it is actually, let me look at the, it is March 18th at 4.15 in the afternoon. I don't know anybody who has contracted COVID-19, although in our county where I live, there is one case that has been confirmed. So... My reason for stopping in today is really, as I said in the beginning, to just encourage one another. So what I want to do is share just from a couple articles of I, that I've read that have encouraged me because there's a lot out there that can be discouraging. So that's what I want to share here with you today. But I read an article from Tim Challies that um, I'm going to link in the show notes. These are going to be pretty bare minimal show notes too, ladies. I'm not going to put any of the text. I'm just going to throw the links in for you and put the link. um, I'm trying to think what else I had. I'll make sure to put like any scripture references too. But Challies' article was titled, and I loved it, and that's why I kind of titled that, that preparation is not panic and confusion is is not chaos. And that particular article drew me to want to share some thoughts. So that's why I titled this episode, Prepare and Not Panic. Moments in our world like this remind me that this isn't my home and my life here on this earth is temporal. Psalm 90 is one I personally come back to often. I think of Psalm 91, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. It's really easy to get overwhelmed by the news or to get news overload. And I do want to have an awareness of what's going on and and how to keep others safe and my family safe. But I don't need to watch the news 24-7. And I also need to make sure my news is coming from reputable resources. You know, social media, there's, there's good things there, but it can also be an overload with all these various I'm going to quote this, news outlets. And some of it can almost start to raise our hearts to fear if we're not reminded that we serve a God who is sovereign over all things, even the coronavirus. I love R.C. Sproul's reminder. It's an old quote. He says, if there is one maverick molecule in all the universe, 
then God is not sovereign. And if God is not sovereign, he is not God. So I do want to take precautions and not be foolish. I'm going to abide by what my government is ruling and recommending because it's not causing me to sin. And honestly, it's a way that I can love my neighbor well by protecting them. I mean, my heart is sad that we're not able to gather for church. And we were able to last Sunday. We're a smaller body, but we are not this Sunday. But I know this is going to pass and we'll be back together again. I'm so thankful we will live in a time when live stream is an option. So I can still sit with my hubby and worship, even though it's afar. I'm still kind of, quote, with my church family. Um, we have a Facebook group in our church, so we can even communicate through there a little bit, which would be sweet. Uh, I'm grateful we live in a country with good health care and that we have health care workers who are sacrificing for us every day. Keep these people in prayer. They are at the front lines of this, and I am just so grateful for their service to us. Um, my husband and I, we live uh, on a cul-de-sac, but we live in a neighborhood that gets together on occasion. And it's been a it's a fairly tight knit little road with some of the, the families here. So we're able to check in on one another through email or text or to make sure everyone's doing good and if there are any needs. Also, this is a great time, friends, to love on one another well and be kind as maybe you're waiting in some long lines or you're dealing with the fact that there's products out of stock, <laughs> you can smile and give a kind word of encouragement to those overworked and tired grocery store workers you're coming in contact with. I mean, the reality is they're putting themselves at risk too by having to go to work every day and serve all of us. What about things like are there elderly relatives or elderly in your church family or, or elderly neighbors that you can check in on? You can shop for them. You can leave items on their doorstep so you don't have to come in contact with them. People are also going to be lonely in this season. So check in with them by phone. Um, just give a quick phone call to call your parents or the elderly at church. This is a great time because you probably got your kids home from school or my homeschoolers who are already have their kids home from school. Um, your kids, we've seen this all over the internet. There's been ideas for kids to make pictures and notes and send them to grandparents and church family members maybe or to send them to nursing homes. But there's just some great things you can do there. And you guys are much more creative than I am. So, And also, if there are those in your circle that you can help with any needs, um, because there's going to be a lot of needs right now, right? There's a lot of people out of work. So maybe they need supplies. Maybe there's financial needs. There may be people without just the basic necessities on hand. If you know of that and can help, help them. I, I get it. We can't help everyone right now, but we can check on those in our circle of influence that are close to us. So if you have extra finances that you can donate or share or give, this would be a great time to do that. And also, since we are all a bit more homebound, take this time to enjoy your family. Get creative with your meals. I mean, you're going to be pulling some things out of pantries here in a bit, so that's going to be fun. Play some games. Do puzzles together. Play video games. I know here my husband, who my grandbabies call Papa, 
They love to play Mario Kart, although it's just he and I, and I'm not a real great Mario Kart player, but those types of things are fun. Movie nights, book readings, pick a book together to read out loud if that's something you don't normally do as a family. There's so many options to enjoy your time together. There's a lot of ministries out there that are making their resources free online. So Ligonier has free streaming of all their teachings. I also noticed that Answers in Genesis, great ministry there, had some fun live streams for kids, and they were going to have them available on Ken Ham's Facebook page the other day, and they may be doing more. I haven't checked recently. Um, Andrew Peterson, he's going to read book one from his Wing Feather Saga on his Facebook page, and he's starting that Friday, March 20th at 7 o'clock Central Time, and he's going to keep doing it each night until he finishes the story. So you can kind of check out his Facebook page, and what's great about the live stream on Facebook is it'll stay there. So you can catch up with it if you missed it, or if you're listening to this podcast and it's after March 20th, you can still go back and do that with your family at night, or just pick up the book yourself and read it out loud together. They're fun stories. I picked them up on Audible to listen to the whole saga, and they are just excellent. They are, they keep your attention, and you don't want to, um, you don't want the books to end. So, also the G3 conference, which I've talked about before, that I attended in January on worship, has their messages online for free now too. But I think. Right now, I've only seen it through the app. I didn't catch it on their G3 conference page um, so or their, their website. So for now, it's on the app, and the app is free to download. And then uh, as we're moving on here, I just want to share a few thoughts from a really great article I read. It's from a blog site called uh, let me look, biblicalspiritualitypress.org. And again, I'll link to that article in the show notes. And I encourage you to read the whole article. It's a really short read, but it is good. These were just some thoughts from the article that sparked my mind in this crisis. So I'm just going to kind of work through a couple points that he made and just talk about some other things that had me thinking. So the article was titled, 10 Ways in Which This Coronavirus Pandemic Can Be for Our Good. So he started the article off with one of my favorite, favorite verses, Romans 8, 28 through 29. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. So as believers in Christ, those of us who are called, we have the reminder that all things are being worked for good and they are being worked for good in one way that we tend to forget that in the midst of these trials and hard times, We're being conformed into the image of Jesus. God is using these moments that are not out of his control, friend, but ordained to make us more like Christ. Some other reminders that he had in the article, some thoughts that it reminds us, um, it unites us in prayer globally. Think about that. We are praying with other believers around the world for others to know Christ, for a cure to be found for this virus, for protection, for us to verbally open our mouths and share the gospel with those. It gives us opportunities to evangelize and share the hope we have within us. We may be standing in long lines or chatting on the phone with family members or friends who don't know the Lord. This is a great time to share with them. What about things in our own lives? Like, are there idols that need to be torn down? I think sports is a big one, maybe, for a lot of people. Or maybe there's certain groups or things you attend, and 
Could it be that maybe you put these things even above attending church at times? Um, Here's one to just be reminded to make sure in this season, if your church has a live stream, that you watch it together as a family live on Sunday morning, just like you get up for church, get up and watch the live stream. Your pastor took the time to prepare that message and get himself there and to share it with his church family. So take the time to listen. If you're in a smaller church, maybe you don't have the live stream option, worship together by reading the word and praying or listening to a sermon online together. We've also been granted this season to be home and spend time with the Lord, probably more time than we may have normally if a lot of us are home from jobs or you know, you're home because you're taking care of kids that are home from school. Are we taking advantage of this time to read the word, pray, and dig deeper into Bible study? Grab a resource from Ligonier. They're all free, right, right now, and work through a study together as a family. So my friend, you are not panicking by preparing and taking care of the needs of your family. And again, I'm saying here, I'm not talking about hoarding, but truly by just buying what items you may need if we may possibly be homebound for the next few weeks, or we don't really know what the future holds, right? But we do, if we are in Christ, we know the God who holds the future, and that is enough. So as I'm sharing with others I want you to remember that if you, or really as I'm sharing here before I talked about helping others, and one point I want you to think about here that if you need help, don't be afraid to ask for it. Your church family would love to love on you. I know sometimes our pride can make it hard to seek help and ask for help when we need it, but please don't be afraid to ask for help. Put down your pride and seek that help if you need it. That's what the body of Christ is here to do. We're here to love one another, right? So as I come to a close, I want to leave us with what John Piper called in his article, How Do We Make Sense of the Coronavirus? And this was an article, I'd seen it and I hadn't read it. And a friend of mine, um, our friend Chris, he shared it with my husband and I the other day and I read it probably Sunday morning, maybe before church, I really sat with it and read it. But this particular section of the article was called God's Thunderclap. And John Piper is saying this is a word to us and to a lost world around us. And I've already kind of went through, not by, this is not exhaustive, um, friend, but I've went through some practical issues that we're all dealing with, right? But I want to share and end here with some thoughts that have weighed really heavy on my mind from this article. And I'm just going to quote this last section from John Piper. And again, I will put this article in the show notes. But he says, all natural disasters, whether floods, famines, locusts, tsunamis, or diseases, are a thunderclap of divine mercy in the midst of judgment calling all people everywhere to repent and realign their lives by grace with the infinite worth of the glory of God. And the basis for that building block is Luke chapter 13, 1 through 5. Pilate had slaughtered worshipers in the temple, and the tower in Siloam had collapsed and killed 18 bystanders. And the crowds want to know from Jesus, just like John Piper is saying, just like I've been asked, Okay, make sense of this, Jesus. Tell us what you think about these natural disasters and this cruelty. 
These people were just standing there, and now they're dead. And here's Jesus' answer in Luke 13, 4 through 5. He says, Those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, and he shifts from them to you, you will all likewise perish. John Piper continues, he says, now that's the message of Jesus to the world at this moment in history under the coronavirus, a message to every single human being, to me and you and everybody who's listening and every ruler on the planet and every person who hears about this is receiving a thunderclap message of God saying, quote, repent. And John Piper notes here, he says, and I think the Chinese authorities should especially pay attention who have recently And he says, I just read another article yesterday, become so increasingly harsh and repressive against the followers of Christ. So he ends here saying, repent and seek God's mercy to bring your lives, our lives into alignment with his infinite worth. End quote there. And I will link to that. Please take the time to read that article. So my friends, as I close here, if you're listening to this today, and you have not repented of your sins and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone for salvation, I pray that today will be the day of salvation for you. And if you are in Christ, I pray you will take this season to share the reason for the hope you have within you and share the gospel with those who are in need of a Savior. None of us is promised tomorrow. I want to leave you with one of my favorite J.I. Packer quotes. I actually shared it on Instagram this week. J.I. Packer says, to be right with God, the judge, is a great thing, but to be loved and cared for by God, the Father, is a greater. So my friends, Jesus is enough always. Thank you so much today for your time. 